0: Life isn't meant to be a struggle, but life isn't always easy. It's time to magnetize your life on purpose. Follow me at kathleenminer.com. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Talon. She moved out to LA in three years and you wanted to follow your dream of becoming an actress. You graduated from USD and you spent three years in the corporate world. As we all know, life happens and she has been on and off the path since moving here. But as of the new year, she's decided to quit her backup plan job and pursue her dream of acting full time. So first Talon, I wanna say congratulations on that because that is awesome. And that's something that not a lot of people do. They, you know, it's scary in some ways. I met Talon about a month ago. And even so much has changed in that little bit of time. And I know that you and I talked some about manifesting, right? Creating our life on purpose, magnetizing our life on purpose is what I like to call it. So tell me, when were you first introduced? to manifestation and what what are your thoughts on manifestation
1: yeah my dad at a very very young age was very into the secret which i'm sure all of the 90s kids yeah at some point you know you think, think of orange juice you're gonna end up getting orange juice uh-huh. and um a little bit of a fluffy piece but there's a lot of truth to it he brother, my mom and I all watch it probably when I was in middle school or high school and was like, This is how it works. If you think it, you believe it, it happens. He grew up actually on the streets in and out of homes with his mom and was a self made millionaire. So he was my, you know, my number one vision of if you dream it, it can happen. I was a lucky kid, you know, I never a normal life of you have to exist in this. He said, Dream big and the bigger you dream, the better it'll be. So from a young age I've always kind of thought manifesting was kind of before the word manifesting was coined, um, about a decade ago. And then recently my brother actually was unemployed, living at home with my mom, doing nothing. And he would tell me every day, you know, I'm going to have a great job and a hot girlfriend and all this, a car. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're not doing anything to make that happen. He said it, And a year later, he literally had everything he wanted. And he took the weirdest path to get there, but he moved to Venice Beach and he had an amazing girlfriend and an amazing paying job. And I was kind of took a step back and was like, wait, this is exactly what you said you were going to have a year ago. How did you possibly do this? And he's not very new age. He was just like, I don't know. I just thought about it. And I think that was a turning point for me where I was like, okay, there's a lot here that I need to look into.
0: Yeah, definitely. So when I met you and we will be airing that interview also here on YouTube and Facebook and some other outlets, but you were in a place where you had just decided you were going to quit those jobs and make it work. Right. And so (laughs) that was, that's where you were. Right. And we talked yeah. some about journaling and things of that sort. And I remember you saying that you had journaled like on trips that you went on and stuff like that. But then I introduced you to the 30 day self-perception makeover and you started that. So the 30 day self-perception makeover is how to get the life that you want. I mean, it all starts with us. So if you don't mind sharing with us, what is your first thought of what when you started the book, what were your first Thoughts on it, on how you felt?
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm the type of person that likes to get ahead on things. And I know that you and my friend told me very clearly take one day at a time, you know, don't do it all in one sitting. I really enjoyed how short, but how impactful each day was because I didn't feel like it was something that I had to carve a ton of time out for. I tried to always do it in because I feel like it would really change my attitude going through the day. You know, we're all so insecure to a deeper place that we don't realize how little we focus on the good of ourselves. So it was really nice to wake up and kind of have a little selfish moment of like, damn, I love my eyes, or I love this about myself, or I love this about myself. And I just noticed that you focus on the, I don't know, the three or four things you want to change instead of the dozens of things that you love about yourself hmm isn't that really true just change
0: yeah yeah we tend to focus a lot on the things that are not going right instead of those couple of things that are and the ones that aren't we get into some huge jumble in our head is the way I like to think about it and I know yeah. the why I thought this book would be great for you to start as well is because you were at the beginning of your journey um like you said you had been in and out but you were I mean I could just tell by the energy that day when I met you that this was it like you know, you, ha- you are tired of the up and down and, you know, life has ebbs and flows, but you're ready to figure out when you're on that down, how to get right back up again and you're not going back. And I yeah. loved that about you because I could feel, it. you can just feel those energies. And so, um, what just, we're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff, but tell us what's happened so far yeah. since you've been doing the 30 day self-perception makeover within that month what are the things that from yeah. going from when I met you a week into I quit my job, I'm, I'm going to make this work. So I remember those were your words. Like yeah. <laughs> this just started and this is going to happen. So tell me what's yeah. changed in the past month.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually just finished the book this morning. So it's yeah. the perfect little All right, how it's been going. I loved it, yes. And, um, so since I saw you, I didn't really have a plan at all. Um, I wasn't sure I had an agent that I hadn't spoken with in a while. I was registered for background work that I also hadn't done for years. So since then I spend almost every day on set doing background work and that's a kind of a love hate relationship of being on set for me every day and getting paid for it is what I'm here for. Uh-huh. I also just all my, I've had a, a the same age. They haven't sent me one audition over a year and Two weeks after I quit, they just started sending me things like crazy. I didn't tell them anything. I didn't reach out and say, you know, I have more time now. It's just like all of a sudden auditions were being flooded in. So, auditioning a ton. Um, I booked two short films for USC and UCLA that I've done to work on my reel. And then recently this week, I just booked a large uh, regional commercial. And so that's Ooh. the chair. The- uh,
0: yeah. Oh, we're going to be seeing talent everywhere. You guys, like you are going to be looking back at this video and be thinking, this is going to be one of those things that are brought up later on. Like, remember when she said this, so if she can do it, we can all do it. And yes, that's what I think is awesome to have, you know, even to document like what you're doing right now, documenting this as you go, because this is going to help so many people. People that are in your, were in your position that were like, I know it's my dream, but how am I going to make this work? And knowing that you had the same thought, you, you were thinking the same thing and you just were like, this is going to be it. I'm going to make this happen. And of course we both know, right. From manifestation that the reason why those started flooding in is because you made room for them.
1: You made room
0: for those auditions.
1: And once you start like if you believe the money is going to come and it's going to come in whatever form. So I just feel yeah, like the biggest issue one the fear of rent, the fear of bills. Now it's a very expensive city. Yes, <laughs> but if you love you every day, the money just ends up coming and I this is I've paid rent two different months now and it's been fine. I you know it's not as easy as it was with my well-paying serving job, but it's I'm a lot Happier every single day is a different adventure, and I get to meet new people and network. And on I have time to work out, go to classes. Everything is just incredibly different in one month.
0: Let's talk about the making room too. So when you make room for things, it's the physical and the mental stuff. So you know, you by leaving your job. Now let's just say that there's responsibilities. If you have, you know, responsibilities, keep your day job and still start pursuing what you love on the side, but know that you can still do that. You can definitely still do that. Um, But by making room in your mind also, like you said about the fear of not being able to pay things, you just started getting rid of those, like getting rid of all those cobwebs and the clutter that's been mushing up that in your head and saying no, I can do this. Like I can make my rent and I can make my rent and then some. And that is what made that space, and also, you know, like clutter in our surroundings, right? Material clutter. When you get rid of that, you start seeing those other necessities or those things that you just really have desired and wanted to come in. So I'm feeling from you that you really got a lot of rid of a lot of clutter. Like yes. you got rid of a lot, not only physically but mentally, emotionally.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I serving isn't a hard job, but it was just so mentally draining and just being able to really just take ownership and do everything that I want to do. You know, I now I have time to take the workshops that I wanted. I have time to go to auditions, time to do background things that I couldn't do before. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's just because now there's all this room for all these positive things to flow in instead of holding all this time. For this thing that I thought was necessary, that was such a negative impact.
0: You think you're doing something to help yourself, right? Because you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I have to have a job and I have to make money, and eventually, it's gonna come. It's a, it's a fine line. It really is a fine line because you still have to have money to live. We all do. But that fine line comes in when you also know that you're you're basically blocking your dream. You're blocking your passion. You're blocking the way to step forward, and so. If you can't just quit your job and go on and and just make it work, then definitely do it on the side. Make sure you find time for those things. Is that what you would suggest to people that are in a position? Because, you know, the entertainment industry is is a very competitive industry and a lot of industries are, okay? Even if you're in the corporate world, it's not like it's any different. It's just a different thing they're, quote, competing for. Um, And I don't like that word, by the way, competing. I think it's, I think if you think of things as competition, (laughs) right? If you think of it as competition, you're never going to get where you desire to be because that's a negative, negative emotion. So, you know, being happy for other people will actually get you where you want to be. So what suggestion would you give for people in the entertainment industry that um, are out there and, and they're working a job that they're just not happy with at all. And they're not having time to go do those things or they think they don't have time to go do those things and pursue their dreams.
1: I mean, I thought for the first three years that I could do both. I, you know, I thought the first year I could be in a long distance relationship and do it. That didn't work. The second year I thought that I could do odd jobs and do it. That didn't work. Then serving. I thought that would work. I, I think it's really hard to have your heart and your head in two different places. Mm -hmm. So what I personally did is I money so that I wouldn't just have no buffer. So I think if there's any way, even if you can save, you know, like a hundred dollars every paycheck, just to get you eventually to a place where you can go all in. I know so many actors that have been here for 10 years and have moved two steps. And I just feel like those are the type of people that it's really easy to get lost here in just having a normal life and meeting a guy and, you know, enjoying your weekends. And if you don't fully commit, that's the difference between the people that make it and don't make it. And the people that are here for 30 years... And, you know, then realize that they don't have a backup plan or anything. So I think that trying to give yourself some type of buffer is really Mm -hmm. good or having a flexible job that's not as, you know, draining so that you can do both. But I personally think that I tried multiple ways. And I think for me, at least going all in is the only way that I feel fulfilled in it. But definitely make sure you have a little bit of buffer because I don't want anyone to just, you know, not, not have anything to take care of themselves. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because when you have that um, plan in your head, where you've got this job, and you know that you're making your buffer, right, you're putting money away, you're still putting, you're putting those positive energies out towards your desire. And I think that's a really important thing for people to remember, is then you're taking what I like to call inspired action. Instead of action, action is that job that you have to have. You don't love it, but you have to pay your bills. You have to feed your kids. You have to do, you know, you have to, you have to. Those shoulds and have tos, um, which those sometimes have to be done. But then you have to take that inspired action on top of that, like you just said, by putting that money aside and knowing that you're going towards that. But then, and you tell, we want to hear how you did this. So you put that money aside. And when you got to that point where you're like, okay, I've got the buffer now. I've got a little bit of a buffer. What made you finally take that jump? Because that's where people also, right? Because making the buffer sometimes a little bit easy. I mean, right? Because it's not a commitment.
1: Yeah. Like I have not
0: totally jumped in. Um, What made you take that step
1: finally? I... Would probably say the majority of that was my roommate. Um, he moved. He's from Russia, and he moved here a few months ago. And it's doing background and music. And he just looked at me one day and he said, "Aren't you an actress?" And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Hmm." I was like, "Why?" He's like, "All I ever see you do is work at the restaurant." And it was just (laughs) one of those. I was just like, "Whoa, you are so right." I can't remember the last time I auditioned. I wrote a show a couple years ago that I kind of just put on a shelf. Mm-hmm. And I just it was just one of those moments knocked into a place for me, and this was probably back in November December, and then I love fresh starts, so then just the beginning of the new year seemed like the perfect time. I didn't want to leave a bad relationship, so I gave a little bit of notice at the end of the year and then just was able to take the full jump so two thousand thousand and nineteen could be start in a fresh year
0: and look at all that's opened up for you from just taking that jump, and I feel that so much more is opening up for you in the right direction. Because honestly, your energies make a lot of that happen. And actually, it makes pretty much all of it happen. Because if you're radiating out of the low energy (laughs) frequency, then it's not, if you get what you desire, it's not going to last long. Because you're going to be attracting the wrong kind of people in your life that are going to support you. So I want to talk about support for a minute. You had your roommate Mm -hmm. who was there Giving you support, right? And having that support around you with those positive energies and those people that are really seeing your talent and what you're here for is really key. And and that brings us to the five people you surround yourself with the most. That's gonna be you. Have you found yeah, that always, in your
1: experience? Yeah, I would say probably in the middle of last year, I let go of a lot of really close friends, not in a harsh way, just realizing that I want to hang out with people and be surrounded by people that are either of the same caliber or even higher than me so I can strive mm-hmm. more. So I actually, the universe, oddly enough, brought me like a core group of five friends at the end of last year that, you know, one is a full-time director, one is um, a full-time actress as well. Just all these people in the same industry that have experience, but also just have the tenacity to do what they love, regardless of the cost. So I think having those five people come into my life at the end of last year also had a big impact on me seeing, you know, I went to college, I was in corporate, all of my whole world was corporate. So no one understood my life. They're like, no, all I see is you vacation doing this. Like, what are you doing in LA? Like, I don't know what's going on. So then to surround myself with people of the same, you know, ambitions really changed. And my mom's always supportive. She's a mom though. She's like, oh, you know, like maybe you should work two days a week. Ah. Yeah. But, you know, she's all, has been so supportive. But it truly is, you know, surrounding yourself with people of like-mindedness, spiritually, ambitious wise. It is crucial. You know, I think first couple of years here, I tried to hold on to my college lifestyle my college friends and that whole world. And they, you know, they'll always be a special place, but they just, they're at a different path. And so I think finding people that can bring you up even higher is what you have to do.
0: Yeah. And that that's important is the path people are on because that's another place where a lot of people find it fearful to move on because they don't want to leave the past behind because it was so fun or it felt so good. But if people aren't on the same path, that's when you also have to know when to make that decision that people come into your life for a reason. and They'll always be there. They'll always be good memories if that's what they were, but it's okay to move on and keep going.
1: And I love that
0: you found that and we all go through it. I say we all, but there are some people who aren't there yet and they might be in their fifties. I mean, so it doesn't sometimes happen and it's just that's their path. But the sooner you can understand and learn that. And then I love that, you know, the universe brought you those five people in your life and. So you are also connected with them energetically, though, right? I mean, did you feel aligned with them? So it wasn't just that they were in the same field as you, because I mean, you're covered with that out there. Um, did you feel a connection on an on a, an alignment level with these people?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that there was a lot more positivity, a lot more joy, a lot a lot more spirituality, um, regardless of that's God or the universe, just thinking about you know what you eat what you put into your body what you think just that everything matters versus Mm -hmm. you know a lot of my friends just kind of live for the weekend and I think that I've done so much work the past year and traveling and yoga and meditation I think that it's nice to surround myself with people that know this version of myself because this is who I am now and I think sometimes when you hang out with past people you know they expect something specific out of you and like you get to old patterns and it's just you know, it's a, it's a numbers game of how much history you have. So if you surround yourself with people that see the best in you, it's easier for you to see the best in yourself. And I feel like these five all bring out a side of me that has always been there, but maybe been a little more dormant. And they just, mm-hmm. they're on a higher level positivity wise, and also with manifesting and just similar things that I maybe couldn't talk about so much with my old friends.
0: Yeah. And you, you talked about being, bringing out the best. And that goes in friendships, um, intimate relationships. That's such a good gauge that I love to throw out there. If those people are bringing out the best in you and you're bringing out the best in each other, that's alignment. Cause sometimes yeah. people will get confused about what alignment is. They're like, I like, is this a straight line. I mean, what are we talking about? If they're not into, you know, if they don't think of universally or energies, but that's exactly what it is. It's, people bringing out the best in each other. And therefore, it's the energies. The energies are raised higher and then everybody's flow is open and you're like, oh, congratulations. And then you get really excited for what they're doing, which then in turn brings you on a different level. And then you're excited. So your flow's opening and that's all coming in. I mean, it's such a, a catch 22 and it's such a good way. You're just in this cycle of amazingness. Yeah. And another thing that I love is, with the people you surround yourself with, when you do have those down times, because we all do, we all do, they're there to help raise you up and remind you of why you're doing
1: what you're doing
0: and who you are. Yeah, and that's important, don't you think?
1: And I, loved, I loved that day in your book. Um, it was one of the last days where you you're supposed. It's you had to reach out to people that you're close with and ask yeah. them why yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah, was a so, couple days ago, and it was so eye opening. I mean, you kind of, like, feel nervous sending the text. Like, hey, like, why do you love me? Like, I sent a picture. <laughs> of, you know, like, that, this is why I'm asking. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it truly was really eye-opening and, you know, kind of gave you that, that fuzzy feeling all over just to see how people perceive you. And like you said, then when you're going through a hard time, I know that, that that's why they love you. Right. It's a friend me you know, is more of a shallow friendship where they would be like, oh, I love your smile and I love that you're so fun. You know, these deep really answers of people that I saw really saw me. And most of them I met less than a year ago, people that I asked besides my family. And it was just like, wow, you guys really know me. So I know that if I need to be vulnerable or to, you know, lean on you that I can, which is really cool to know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love that too, because there's other people, the people that are close to us, they there's a reason they, they feel something for us and we right. can't always see it in ourselves. And I think that's really important. And I know in the book, I know you read that it's different between asking somebody their opinion so that you change your life because of what they say. This is genuinely like you, I know you love me. And so why? And I love that because right. I've asked those questions, obviously, because I've done the book and I do it by the way. And it says this in the end. And I know you've read it. It's great to do this every six months or so, because that's when it takes about six months, sometimes less, sometimes more for people, depending, but to let that ego outside world start to take over again. And it's just kind of a refresher of, okay, yeah, I'm good. Like my self-perception is good. And another time to redo it is if you start noticing that you're hanging out with people that aren't bringing out the best in you. Um, Those are just little clues for everybody to know. So would you say that that's your favorite? Go
1: ahead. Even when I'm feeling down, sometimes I kind of just like go through, through, because when you, I feel like you go into this very vulnerable place and you kind of forget what you write sometimes or you'll get yeah. really detailed. So even if I'm having a day, I'll just go through the journal that I set aside for it and read the things. and just like, Oh, I'm pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's another reason why I love it. And actually the journal to go along with the book, which I'll be sending you as soon as it's finished. So when you do it again, you'll have that all set. But it's good to go back. And that's why I love journals anyway. And I know that you and I spoke about this before, that there's all different kinds of journaling. We won't go into all those right now. But one that I do every morning um, is I write down, I, when I'm purposely manifesting, which I do every day, I always purposely manifest a certain amount of things. Always. It's mm-hmm. ongoing. And um, I check them off when they're done. And that's like, I can look back and say, did that. check? Check, check. And then I replace it with something else. And mine are always, I always have one or two materialistic things on there because why not?
1: And then not? I have yeah,
0: then I have more <laughs> spiritual things or things having to do with what's gonna fulfill me or things of that nature. But it's always fun to write these things down because, like you said, even looking back with the 30-day self-perception makeover and getting yourself, your energies risen up again, it's good to look back and see what you've done because. It's really hard at the end of the year to remember. And I did a post a couple, well, it's been a couple of weeks now towards the beginning of the year to everybody before you go to bed at night, get out your journal, whichever journal and write down a couple of things that happened that day. It can be very short. Um, the good, great and the not so great, both of them. Because you know, at the end of the year, when you try to look back and say, how much have I learned this year? And what amazing things happened? We seem to forget. We forget how far we've come. And so those things that were not so great even are good to know because you can be like, Oh my gosh, I went through that. And here I am now. This is how far I've come. And I just think that's really important for us to know those things because there were years when I was asked and my answer was always, I can't remember. I I don't know. I know, I know a couple of the big things, right. And you know, another thing is unless it's like a birth or a marriage or some like really big things, Typically, we only remember the things that were not good. And I think it's really important to write down those things that are good. Being grateful, too, right? We can write down what we're grateful for, but that's not always, not really a, a thing that happened. So tell us what your yeah. plans are. What, what is Alan going to be doing? And also, what kind of acting do you like to do? Like, tell us a little bit more about you.
1: My biggest goal right now I wrote a show I mentioned two years ago um I used to do a lot of writing when I was a kid and you know two years ago when I was was saying the city's too hard there's too much competition my mom's like why don't you just write something like Lena Dunham and just star in it and I'm like okay mom that's super i ended up doing it anyways and I it was like a couple weeks and I just threw myself into it and I don't think I've ever been that happy it just poured out of me pilot, the script, everything. So I met someone when I was serving a year ago now, and he randomly was like waiting for his friend. He said, you know, pitch me. I was just so excited because I love what I'm doing right now, but my number one goal is to get the show made. And I just think I'm not gonna get too detailed into it, but it's really yeah. just a lot about a lot okay. about society these days. so it's just okay. a funny way to kind of make a joke about how we're all stuck in this this depressed world, and I think it's something that's really relevant. And you know, I once he reached out to me, I kind of reread everything I haven't looked at for a year, and it just reignited in me. I'm like, ah, oh, why do I keep forgetting about this? Like, this is my passion project. What am I doing? And so that is my number one goal. You know, while maintaining background and auditioning, and just getting as much experience auditioning and booking things as possible, and really just connecting, figuring out how we can make real steps to make this happen this year. So I just am really excited to see what
0: happens. That is exciting. I can't wait. Yeah. I know we'll be seeing, I know we'll be seeing this. We'll be seeing this somewhere. Yeah. So I'm super excited, especially since you're putting it out there now too. I think that's really important is when you get super excited about something to put it out there. So it starts to flow and that's exactly what you've been doing. Like I, I, I mean, like I said, it has been a month since I've met you. And even in this month, the it, it's a total shift. I mean, you had great energy then, but you were like, you had just quit your jobs. Because I remember asking you, you were like, I don't know how this is going to go because I just did it. <laughs> it's been like a week. Um, and I was like, oh, I know you're going to yeah. rock it. I know you're going to rock it. So I want to ask you, if you could accomplish one finite goal this year, what would it be? We might know the answer to that one.
1: Um, probably, yeah, to film the show and get it in front of the right people. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, no, that is an awesome goal. And I've, I know that you're going to keep working on yourself and your self-perception because tell me what you think because I know the answer to this. But this is an ongoing process. You don't just work on yourself uh, for a month or a day and think that, okay, I'm done. Right?
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah I went to Bali at the beginning of last year I read every book and you know felt so zen like in love with my life and then a few months just back in the real world not doing anything and I was right back to where I started if you think you know, I'm 27 if you twenty 26 years living one way and one year living a different way you know it doesn't really balance out so I feel like you just got to keep at it every day because it really is the most important thing and Just like with working out, just stay consistent with it. And it's easy because then if you fall out of it for a few (laughs) months, it's like, I don't want (laughs) to.
0: And that's what I like to compare it to. Would you, would you work out for a month? And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm done. Guess what's going to happen? I great. I'm done. I'm done. And, or you just eat healthy for a month and then you're like, yeah, I'm done. It's done with that. So, but so this is an ongoing thing, working on your self perception, which I, I totally, as you know, 100% believe it is the base of absolutely everything because we are us. We are, we, this is us. You are you. And nobody else can change that. Nobody else can give us the energies to radiate out into the world, right? I mean, we have to do that ourselves. And I truly feel probably as passionate, just like you feel as passionate about your project is that if the whole world was like that, what a different world this would be if people just realized that be in charge of you and teach your children as they get older to be in charge of them and work on their self-perception and what they think of themselves. And then in turn, this would slowly, life would start to change, right? Yeah. For everybody, like, um, what you're talking about now, what about your routine before we go? I want to know, what do you do? Like we just said, we have to be consistent on everything that we do. Um, What do you do that helps you stay consistent and feeling good about you and having a healthy self perception?
1: Um, Every morning I wake up. The last thirty days I've been waking up and immediately doing your book. (laughs) (laughs) Probably continue journaling, but I always meditate when I wake up. Even if I have a a. seven a.m., six a.m., I always make sure I have at least thirty minutes in the morning for myself. Um, I've really. In the past month changed my diet as well. I'm trying to do nothing processed. I just feel like it just weighs me down. Um, yeah. A lot less alcohol. And working out every day, whether you know, I only have 15-minute ab circuit because that's all I have time for because I'm on set all day, or if I do two hours extensive with my friend who's a trainer, really just realizing that everything physically is just as important mentally. And not even to look good, but just to feel good. I exactly. feel like the days I don't work out, you feel different. So I'll be on set all day and I'll get home at eight. and I'm like, oh, I just don't want to. And the next day I wake up and I'm a little more sluggish. It's just important to keep everything flowing physically as well. You know, I try to be in nature. I try to just go on walks. I just try to stay as present as possible. And I think it's a lot easier when you put yourself out into the world because your senses are going off like crazy. It's a lot easier than when you're just sitting in your house you know, and things are going or read a book if your mind's taken over. So I just try to do as many things as possible every day so that if I want to have a cheat day here or there, I can because I'm so consistent with everything else.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good point is to just keep, keep doing it, keep being consistent and being a good kind of busy. Um, And when you do complete the 30 day self perception makeover, like you have, I would encourage you to keep on journaling and always writing things that you're grateful for. First of all, because the more gratefulness that you throw out into the world, the higher your energy frequency is and the bigger you open up that flow just by being grateful. And it can be grateful for anything, even the trees, if you're having a bad day. There's always the trees yeah. because they're giving us oxygen and all of that. But also, start to purposely manifest. I mean, you know how this works. So, write it down though. So, if you've not written it down before, And you could probably start with a few more than two, but I always suggest people start with two because you're, you've gone through the book already and all of that. Um, but you know, pick just a couple and write it down as if you already have it. You know, we've talked about that and it explains that in the book. Um, and see how when you can go back and check that off. And that's just such a good gauge to see where you are and what you've accomplished and what timeline. So what I do always do is I always write the date and then and then after that, depending on what kind of what I'm feeling that morning, sometimes I'll just write how I feel. I'll just write how I feel after all of that. Like if I'm just, you know. And um, I always too, when after I meditate, I I always get messages when I meditate and, and when I work out. So that's a whole other well, you and I'll have to talk about because I know you work out every day and we'll have to talk about this at some point. But I do this thing called manifest with fitness. And it's something that I've been doing now for years, but it just depends. Yeah. You can totally manifest on purpose while you're working out. Like it is so awesome, especially if you're somebody who is consistent with working out. So if you're just starting your workouts, you know, you got to kind of, it's a step process, right? You have a few steps to go on, but I do have my, my manifesting kits coming out. Speaking of that. And one of the legs of it would be manifesting. So you and I will talk about that because that'd be fun for you to do, um, and we can see how that goes yeah. for you, um but writing down those things Absolutely. and to be able to go back and check it off is it's I feel like it's a must because not only yeah, you go and see what we've done, but also it gets us really excited because we're yeah. we're living in it, and when you're writing it, always feel it, and you know all this because you write because you did the book but um and so what else would you like to tell us about you where can we find you so on social media, on, I mean, where can we find Talon Have Fiore? You know, By yeah.
1: the way,
0: Talon, yeah, Talon's last name is Fiore, and I just think that's an awesome name. Like Talon Fiore to me already sounds no like It already sounds like a star. Like your parents already knew that was going to happen. So anyway, um, where can we find you?
1: So yeah, at Talon Fiore, because it is such a unique name. Luckily, I'm the only one with it, uh-huh. so it's pretty easy. Um, I haven't done a ton of stuff on social media regarding my career, um, but I know I have to. I know it's one of those necessary evils, but yeah, my Instagram right now at T-A-L-Y-N-F-I-O-R-E is where you can find me. Hopefully, I'll have some footage soon of my commercial and all sorts of things going up and, you know every day something else pops up. So I should probably put some content up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'd love to follow you on social media. So Talon's information will also be in the description of this video. And if you are listening to this on podcast, you will also find the information in the description of the podcast. So just look for the description to be able to find all of her links, where to connect with Talon. And I would love for you to start putting your journey on social media because Uh, you are you are an entertainer you're used to being on the screen you're used to people taking pictures of you so now we want to see it so that would be awesome and and we'll all be sending out amazing vibes to you along the way so thank you very much for being here and um we will be having you back soon and i hope you have a great i know you're gonna have a productive inspired action day so we'll see you soon Bye. That's nice seeing you. Bye. As the founder and president of Helping Handbags USA, a nonprofit 501c3 organization, I would like to ask that you donate your once loved handbags and fill them with necessities that will be donated to women getting back on their feet again and that have gone through down times, abuse, and homelessness. Never underestimate the power of hope. If you or your business would like to donate necessities to go into these amazing handbags, contact me at kathleenminer.com and you can give hope.